0: There's also like a little bit of, I don't know, like a stereotype or stigma, let's say around meditation, where you think you have to be in this really quiet space with loose clothing on and candles burning and crystals (laughs) and incense and music, like it has to be this big production and set up in order and then you're sitting there in a lotus pose with your fingers like this, like, it's none of that. Like, yes, it can absolutely be that. But it doesn't have to be that all the time welcome back to scotland talks
1: bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy you got it are you having a joyful day i'm having a joyful day especially because i get to spend this time with you also i get to spend this time with a wonderful person i have in the studio with me today teresa greco So before we get started, please do like and subscribe so I can keep this content coming to you. It takes a lot of time and a lot of investment, so appreciate you liking and subscribing and sharing on whatever platform you're watching or listening to. So I'm excited about talking to Teresa today because I talk so much about joy and emotional wellness, and Teresa is a happiness coach. She's a happiness coach, she's also an author, and she has an internet TV show called The Steps to Happiness, The Steps to Happiness, so check that out. So let's get started. Hi, Teresa. Hi. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here today. Uh, Teresa shares very closely in some of the content that I provide you around joy. Um, Teresa is a happiness coach educator. Um, She helps develop educational technologies, uh, and she's the weekly uh, host of an internet TV and radio show called The Steps to Happiness Show. And uh, you can check that out, The Steps to Happiness Show, in the links below, and we'll give those all at the end as well. Teresa, how is it that you became a happiness coach?
0: Thank you. Uh, Well, for me, it was the milestone of turning 40 that had me asking some very important questions of my life. I think we all reach those crossroads, that fork in the road. Uh, For me, it was that milestone of turning 40 that as I was approaching it, it allowed me to take a step back and really evaluate my life and the life that I was living. And so I asked some of the important questions, which maybe some people too have wondered about is, is this all there is to life? Am I happy living the life I am living? Can I imagine living the same life for the next 40 years? And then there was the all important question, am I living my life's true purpose and full potential here on earth? And it was in the asking of those questions and in the evaluating of my life that I realized that I was not happy and not feeling fulfilled. But what was very odd about it is that from the outside, my life looks perfect. I have a very beautiful, fulfilling career healthy family, our own home, cars in the driveway, vacations a year, lots of beautiful material things. So how is it that if my life checked up all the boxes that society, culture, family, religion tell you that you should have in order to have a happy life, that I was not happy and and feeling unfulfilled, and feeling as if there was this void as if something was missing in my life, Mm -hmm. which didn't make sense. Because again, I had achieved or attained all the things that everybody tells you should in order to be happy. And so that milestone allowed me to to look at the way that I was living. And why what I realized was that I I had really lost myself in the living Mm. of my life that in Mm. trying to be the perfect mom, perfect wife, perfect Mm -hmm. daughter, perfect daughter in law, employee teacher, all the people (laughs) that I needed to be, that in trying to live up to external expectations for who um, I was supposed to be, I didn't even know who I was. And that was terrifying to say and sad that how did I arrive at half my life and not know who I am. And so and so it's then through the different practices and principles that I've that I've implemented in my life now 10 years, um, where I continue to use all of all of the strategies that that the universe has has orchestrated and brought on uh, for me for for my healing, That's amazing. and for my continued happiness.
1: That's amazing. Oh, such a such an encouragement that you're get you have reached this new place. So I wanted to go back to something you talked about, which was um, sort of the feeling of, you know, you kind of had checked all the boxes, but you felt like you had lost yourself. Do you have any memories or stories or places where you felt that? I was wondering if you could just give us an example, like feeling empty or a time in your life where something specific was going on and you just felt like, I don't even know what I'm doing here anymore.
0: The moment of realization for me was when I had coffee with a friend of mine, and she she came with her child with her child and mine were in school, and uh, very dear friend of mine. So I was often very honest with her. And it was it was in that conversation where she could tell that I was a little bit off. And it's it's with her that I actually vocalized that statement that I've lost myself in the living of my life. And I hadn't recognized that until that very point. And then it was just like, you know, a huge wash of emotions and and upset. And um, so I It was that that allowed me to realize that in trying to be the perfect everything for everybody else, that I was not living my true and authentic self at all, that I actually didn't even know who that was. And so going forward, it's really, it was me now removing a lot of the masks, or I call them cloaks, cloaks that like cover your eyes to who you really are in that We are my belief on happiness is that we are happiness, love and peace that are our essential nature, who we are at our core is that but the world very slowly takes us away from Mm -hmm. it and cloaks us and covers our eyes to who we really are having us believe other things about ourselves that's not true. And other things about the world, how the world works, which is also a lot of it not true, very limiting. Uh, very negative. And so it was now and, you know, I work on it all the time is that I'm constantly removing the cloaks to who I really am. And that Yeah, let me ask
1: you this. What was what did you find as you went through that process? What was maybe the most difficult cloak to remove?
0: The the self loving ones are the ones that are the hardest yeah, so. that I had a lot of negative self talk that went on in my head, which mm-hmm. I think fueled who I was for other people. And that I never felt that I was skinny enough, pretty enough, smart enough, athletic enough, not enough of a lot of different things. And that was because other people told me that. Mm -hmm. that through the living of of my life, other people told me those things. And then they just become what you believe about yourself. And Mm -hmm. you say that stuff on repeat. Every time I tried something on every time I looked in the mirror, every time I put a piece of food in my mouth, it was always this cycle of negativity, that uh, limiting me and uh, sabotaging me in a whole bunch of different ways. And so the mo the difficult clothes are definitely looking at the ways that you're not loving yourself, not respecting, honoring yourself. The way that um, you know issues around worthiness and enoughness is that that they're so buried inside of us, they're so unconscious and subconscious that you know they. We don't try for things. We don't uh, think that we can achieve certain things because there is this unkind of said belief inside you that is there and controls your ideas about you know what you think you can accomplish, what you'll ever be, whether you'll be successful at it, all of those things. So those are the ones that I think are are the hardest to peel yeah, away.
1: Absolutely. So if, if you were talking to someone who was stuck in the place like that right now, where they just feel like I, I feel unworthy, um, I, I don't have much self-worth, I, I doubt myself all the time, I find it very difficult to love or even be kind or nice to myself, but I want to be happy, what are a couple of the first steps that they could take to start on the road to happiness.
0: So for me, uh, meditation is that gateway practice that helps us to connect with a part of ourselves that we're not conditioned to. So what I mean by that is that we have our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual self, and many of us are not in touch with our spiritual self because it's considered woo or weird and and we don't talk about it it's not talked about in schools a lot it's not talked about in social settings because it feels weird and awkward but it is a part of us it is there it there's it's almost like that missing secret that missing component it is i really think it's like that secret magic that we're not tapping into and as soon as we do tap into that part of ourselves, it opens up an entire gateway to who we really are, that the practice of meditation is one of those ways there are different ways that work for everybody. But meditation, I think is one of those, the the quickest and most effective and efficient way of doing that because we quiet our mind enough to listen to a different part of ourselves that is always communicating with us. It's that instinct, that um, that gut instinct, or that intuition. For me, it's that inner magic. It's mm-hmm. that part of ourselves that is always there, and it has a very tiny voice, and it whispers to us where we get that inspiration for things, or we get that like feeling or urge to do something or not do something. It's it it's there, but we're Not taught to understand how it communicates with us. And so any of the practices that allow us to go inward to listen to that voice that's there, to our, our innate self, our higher self, if you want to call it that, you know, everybody might, you know, maybe refer to it in a different way, but it is a part of us that holds that embodies the love, peace and happiness. It's like returning to to ourselves. It's like coming home. And when we go there, we can feel the love that we are. And so that's exactly what happened for me is that as soon as I began um, meditating and connecting to the love inside of me, I was like, Oh boy, I am not loving myself in other ways. I am not loving myself physically, mentally or emotionally by me mentally telling myself awful things to myself. Yeah, that that I was not enough of a lot of things not worthy of a lot of things not enough of a lot of things and then emotionally I wasn't happy. I wasn't in alignment with that love, peace and happiness. And then um, physically, I was not loving myself either that if we're not eating the foods that we're supposed to eat, if we're, you know, maybe um, having a little bit too much alcohol or sweets or processed foods, or um, people self harm themselves as well. And so it really allows you to look at yourself and see whether you're loving yourself the way that you need to. So for me meditation is definitely one of those ways that can help you to evaluate whether you're loving your your all aspects of yourself by connecting to the innate love that's inside of you.
1: Yeah, that's really beautiful. I like what you said about um when you do start taking off that cloak, it is kind of like coming back home. Coming back home to that place um, of loving and caring for yourself. So, um, so on that note, tell us a little bit about your um, internet TV show, what it's called, and um, what your focus is.
0: Thank you. So, it's called the Steps to Happiness Show. Uh, with Teresa Greco. It's on Soul Liberty TV. So you can find it by going to soullivity.com And then you'll see the option for TV. And then my show appears there. It also appears on YouTube under Soul Liberty magazine, that's the, the platform there that you can go to. So it's a weekly internet show where we talk about the different ways that we can connect and nurture all aspects of ourselves, our physical, mental and emotional self. And we talk about exactly that I have coaches and writers and entrepreneurs and and people that are living their passion that are on the show talking about how they've achieved their own level of, of personal happiness and helping others to do the same. And so the show hopes to motivate and inspire people to discover and tap into their true inner happiness. And It talks about different practices and principles and strategies and methodologies that can help you to do that. Now, I see the show is kind of based on the way I see happiness, and that it's a two sided coin, that one side of the coin is if you're not feeling happy, there may be blocks that are preventing you from feeling the happiness that's inside of you, your happiness is, is your essential nature. So it's always there for you to feel but we don't always feel it, because there could be blocks that are preventing you. The other side of the coin is are you making time to connect with the happiness that's there. So for example, if you're working 60 to 80 hours a week, and you're feeling miserable at the end of the week? Well, did you take any time to connect to the happiness that's inside you? And so oftentimes, it's one of those two things. So we talk about exactly that on the show is that what are some of the blocks that are preventing us? So trauma, for example, adversity, um, living in the past, not nurturing different parts of ourselves. So we look at some at uh, what those blocks are. And then we also look at how do we connect to the happiness that's inside of us? What are the ways that we can do that? And, 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 yeah, the different that's ways that great. we can do that. Amazing. And um,
1: coming back to well, something you touched on just now, but also that you had mentioned earlier, which was meditation, so for people who haven't really been able to dive into meditation, maybe they just can't sit still or they have attention span is really short and they feel like there's no way they could sit still for 30 minutes. You know, what do you think is like the shortest amount of time that can be helpful just to start developing a pattern?
0: So I'm a medical, a meditation coach as well. And You're, so basically, yeah. so, Yeah, so there are so many different forms of meditation. So it is really finding the forms that work for you that just because you may have tried one form of it that, you know, there's also like a little bit of I don't know, like a stereotype or stigma, let's say around meditation, where you think you have to be in this really quiet space with loose clothing on and candles burning and crystals (laughs) and incense and music, like it has to be this big production and set up in order and then you're sitting, There in a lotus pose with your fingers like this. Like, it's none of that. Like, yes, it can absolutely be that, but it doesn't have to be that all the time. And that meditation is really an opportunity for us to try to clear the mind for as long as we can, in the sense that our brain is an organ that never shuts off. It is recycling 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day sit 48 to 60 thoughts a minute like it's it's going it's a machine. Literally, when we're asleep, it's still going right, producing dreams in our head like it's all and it's keeping us alive. So, thank god it doesn't shut off because it's in charge of our entire <laughs> body. So, yes, we want it to do that, but when we're being conscious enough to try to center and to connect with a part of ourselves that maybe we don't always connect to, to try to block and remove some of those thoughts that just concentrating on your breathing can help to give you a focus. Mm -hmm. And just doing that concentrating on your inhale and exhale, for as long as you can, has the benefits that even for a short amount of time. So it's like having those little micro experiences are actually effective, even though you think that they're not they are. So even if you're at work, you're feeling frustrated, angry, whatever, going into the bathroom stall and just being there and concentrating on your breathing for as long as you can, you'll feel a physical shift immediately and an emotional shift. Mm. So it doesn't have to be like, you know, a whole hour or or however, along. And just building on that, but concentrating on your breath is, is really, I think, one of the easiest ways to get there. I do that all the time is, is that soon as I feel like my mind, and it's not, it's not a, I mean, it's not a bad thing, even if thoughts come in, like we shouldn't judge ourselves or judging the thoughts is to acknowledge them to say, oh, okay, but just not right now.
1: Right. <laughs> I'll tend yeah. to you
0: later. Right. And then no, just returning back to the focus. And so really just trying to build on that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I've done so many different kinds of meditation over the years. And um, every now and then, if I get distracted from my, you know, my routine, I remember, it's always hard to get back into it and Mm -hmm. starting again. So maybe you did, someone's listening has meditated in the past, but they aren't right now. So start with something small and manageable. Just breathing for you know even a short time your in and out breaths is a beautiful way to start getting centered, and I think also mm-hmm. <clears throat> Teresa it's it's another way of showing ourselves love showing mm-hmm. ourselves self love is is not just the getting grounded which is the great side effect of meditation that we all get excited and want and, and more peace of mind, but it's telling our body and our mind that we're we care about them. We care about our body, we Mm -hmm. care about our mind. And we're going to take time to take care of them. Because sometimes they think they're so neglected, they feel so neglected, sometimes even abused. And we're like, No, Mm -hmm. you're, you're important, we're going to take time. And Mm -hmm. sometimes just thinking of it in different terms helps us to say, Oh, okay, so I did practice self love today, even Mm -hmm. if that was for two minutes, I was able to meditate and do something good for me. Um so um a couple other quick things here um you do so many things Teresa um you're um self-help writer for five magazines you're a speaker a uh, reiki master as uh, and as you just told us a, a meditation coach and um as long as well as you know being doing workshops being a happiness coach tell us a little bit about your um courses that you have available right now
0: Yes. So on solivity.com, we're offering. And I'm just going to speak to mine right now. Uh, a monthly course, very inexpensive. I believe it's like seven dollars, but it's an hour workshop that I'll be holding monthly. So if you go to SoulLivity.com and you look for the word "aspire," mm-hmm. Aspire is a portal where there are a whole bunch of resources and workshops that you can sign up for very inex- very inexpensively. Inex- uh, so it is. It would give you an understanding of like some of my my work, but then it's focused on a particular topic. So the one that's going to be at the, the on the last Saturday of this month, I believe it's the 26. It's going to be an entire workshop on self love. So it's a mm. one hour course where we talk about the different ways that we can love our, our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual self. That. So just as you talked about self care is, is looking at all of the different ways that we can do that. And it could be that even ways that you may not even be aware of, but they do actually nurture Uh, like a particular part of ourselves, But at the same time, when we nurture one part, we actually nurture all parts because we're not like segmented. Mm -hmm. So even though we might be helping our our physical self, we're also helping the other aspects as well.
1: Absolutely. Oh, that's so wonderful and beautiful. So, um, so your show is called the steps to happiness. And I think I've heard that you're writing a book by the same name. Is that true?
0: Yes, that's true. So my my own book will be entitled this Yes, steps to true happiness, I will be releasing the book after I finish my PhD. So yeah, so it won't be out for a while. Be- and I think I have a feeling that I'm going to end up tweaking it, it was ready to come out. And then the PhD opportunity uh, came in, will I be studying happiness to end up and the, and the the steps to happiness to a to an even greater degree. So really, kind of diving into the science and and the research around the different steps that I talk about. So, yes, unfortunately, I won't be able to release it yet. But when I do release it, it'll be by Ter- Dr. Teresa Greco. Please. So, yeah, so it'll it's exciting, but. Yeah, it won't be, it won't be able to come
1: out just yet. But, so, but we'll we'll wait and watch, I'm sure. So um, and um, share your website address again, so people can keep tabs on what you have available, what's coming out. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So I have my website, which is my name, TeresaGreco.ca. You can also follow me on social media. I'm very active on Instagram, which is Teresa Greco underscore steps to happiness. Also on Facebook, it's steps to happiness with Teresa Greco
1: wonderful and it's t-e-r-e-s-a right yeah right Teresa I know there's there's always like three or four ways (laughs) to remember which one is which well it's been really wonderful having you here um I feel happier just talking to you today so we've got joy we got happiness going on here um thank you Teresa so much for joining me and sharing a lot about your own journey Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And everyone again, please like and subscribe to whatever platform you are watching or listening listening to this on. Um, You can find out more about me on my website and scotland.com. You can find my book there also or Bonds and Noble or Amazon. Uh, Check out my book, Live for Joy. So please come in again next week. We would love to have you here and thanks for joining us. May your day be filled with joy.